0: You're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to abidechurchfl.com and enjoy today's message. Oh, wow. Usually, my wife comes up here. She's much prettier than me. She gives you pretty announcements, but I'm pretty, but she's prettier than me. If you want to give online, you can do it that way. Wow, man. I'm trying not to cry. Whew. We're going to go to Luke 10. Are you okay I'm not gonna be long-winded today I have a few testimonies I want to share and I, and I want to bring us to Luke 10 how many of you remember last week we talked a little bit about Luke 10 we talked about this theme where we felt like God was speaking to us this he asked us this question will you marry me you remember this will you marry me and we talked about in Revelation at the very end of the book how it describes us as the body this group all of us together and it says the spirit and the bride say come and we talked about repositioning our hearts in such a way that that would be that would be what, what we're hearing from the body not god give or god do but god come whether that be in a meeting or it be in the second coming of the lord which is going to happen that he would come and that he would change us and transform us and so it was interesting because i was speaking on this last week the bride and amy wait wait amy I'm gonna share for time's sake she texted us and it's been amazing what God's been doing in Amy's life and and the stirring that's been happening but she's like you're not gonna believe this because the week before last which would have been two weeks ago I believe she's like I was in worship and I saw her worshiping and I've been with you man we've been together for three years now and she was worshiping and I was like wow because I stand up here and I love to look out because I love to see what God is doing it's my joy to see when God's touching people because that's why we're here if he's not touching people let's just pack up and go home right And she was worshiping in the back, and she said, as I was worshiping, I felt something happening to me, and I just let it happen. How many of you know that's important? You just let it happen. Like, you throw away your look good, you just let it happen. And so she was worshiping, and she said, as I was worshiping, I heard the Lord ask me this question. Will you love me as you love your husband? Will you serve me, am I I right? Will you serve me the same way you serve your husband? And then the next week I come up and I'm talking about the bride and she's just wrecked because you realize that God, he confirms his word through people. That's why it's important to be a part of a body because we're not made to do life alone. God will speak to you and then he'll confirm that word through people and it'll it'll create a solidification inside of you that will be able to give you the power to, to walk out that word. And so God was speaking to us, and I I still feel this question. Will you marry me? Will you take no other lovers? Will you lose yourself in me? And make no mistake, you can lose yourself in the person of Jesus. The less of you there is, the better it will be for you. (laughs) The more of Jesus that he possesses. It's interesting how we have no problem seeing a person or talking about a person being possessed by the devil, but we have issues when we hear about a person being possessed by God but make no mistake he wants to possess you he wants full ownership he doesn't want part-time visits he wants all of us and there's this invitation for us and in Luke 10 last week I spoke about Martha and Mary how many of you remember this and we talked about this theme on how um, the religious people all the time came to Jesus and they asked him the question what is the most important commandment what must I do to inherit eternal life and they were asking him what do I got to do to get this right and Jesus quickly responds and we've talked about this over and over but it, it is pivotal for this house what must I do And he's talking to Jesus to inherit eternal life he says love the Lord God with all your mind with all your soul with all your being with everything that you are love me and I feel like that's a theme for us if you've been here for for the three years we've been here you know this love the Lord God with everything that you had that he would be fully everything to you but then he says this also love your neighbor as you love yourself and there's this tension that we live in as people of God. That, and then here's the point. My point is very simple today. That loving Jesus, encountering Jesus, Him coming, Him touching your eye has to be unto something. Yeah. Do you hear me? Him, him coming and you responding to the come. As He says to you, when you first come to the Lord, you have to know the first thing He says is come. It's not go, it's come come near let me touch you let me change you but after he changes you the very next thing he says is go and I feel this because I I want us to be a house where we're not only really good at coming because that's important we don't want to go before we come we want to be people who sit at his feet we are people who minister to the feet of the Lord ministry of the feet but we also want to be people that when God says go our feet are moving were people that were positioned and as I was reading this I want to take you to Luke 10 oh this is not up on the screen but I was just thinking about it during worship Luke 10 verse 2 Jesus is talking to the disciples and he says this I'm in verse 2 the harvest is great but the workers are few so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest you're not in charge of the harvest Your plans, your your ideologies, your theology, you're not in charge of the harvest. The only thing that matters, the only response you can give is yes. It's surrender. It's yielding. So pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. And ask him to send more workers into the field. Now go. Say go. And remember that I am sending you as lambs among wolves. I can't get into that right now, but it's good. Then he says this, don't take any money with you, nor a traveler's bag, nor extra pair of sandals. Don't stop to greet anyone on the road. When you enter someone's home, listen, he gives them instructions. When you enter someone's home, first say to them, may the peace of God be in this house. Another translation says this, release your peace into the home. Many people are disqualified from being a disciple of Jesus because they have no peace to release. Peace is only found when you encounter the Prince of Peace. Peace Peace is not the absence of chaos. That's why we're going through all these things that are happening in the world. How do I keep my peace? Because I have encountered the Prince of Peace. So it doesn't matter what's on the news or what's on my Facebook feed or what people are messaging me, what videos. It doesn't matter because I am rooted in the Prince of Peace. So I can go into any situation and I can release my peace knowing that he makes a way where there seems to be no way. That's what your Bible says, right? He goes before you. That goodness and mercy they follow you not some of the days all of the days of your life so first you go and you release your peace and then it says the blessing will stand so like listen to this this is powerful when you release peace and when you bless a home there is power in the word that is released it's as if he's saying when you release your peace as you say as you have encountered me that peace will change the atmosphere that's what it means the blessing will stand if they are not the blessing will return to you do not move around from home to home stay in one place what is he saying stay rooted and then i want to move here oh my goodness (laughs) oh i am a mess Was talking earlier today and I was talking to someone and they were saying you know the Lord told me to do, to, to do something and he said and the moment he told me to do it it was done and I looked at him and I said I wonder what would happen in the church if people would just live their life that way recognizing that when, when God speaks there's nothing what's more valuable than his word when he says that he looked at in the field and he said, that the word Iqbalo to thrust forth laborers into the field. And I feel like we've become really, really good at sitting and receiving. And This is important for this house. But if you're not going after you're receiving, it's unto nothing. I would call that spiritual gluttony. Some of us, we get to this place, listen, this is not hard. This is not hard we were in a tattoo parlor a couple nights ago and and as we were sitting there we we were talking to this girl and as we were talking to her she began to just share her life story this is what happens when people this is what i feel like is is what this is an example of releasing your peace when you walk into a place and people feel comfortable to share their life with you because they sense something inside of you it's safe they began to she, she just began to share and we, we didn't go in there and speak in tongues. We didn't go in there and say, peace. We're just living our life. I'm trying to get a little tattoo. <laughs> and as, as I was there, she began to share. And as she's sharing, she begins to share how she was pregnant. but She wanted to get rid of the baby. Don't really care where you stand on the issue. At that moment, we knew... That we had been positioned there to, to release peace into her life. And so in a world that she lived in where it said that child's going to be a problem and it's going to weigh you down, now my wife, Tiffany, some different ones are standing there and saying, that baby will change your life. It will be the best thing that ever happened to you. Some of us, we see ministry, we don't understand when we're talking about the goal of the gospel. You see yourself holding a micro- microphone and speaking an expository sermon. Sometimes, sometimes the go of the gospel looks like you being aware of the Jesus moments around you. You're not being so caught up in your life and in what you're doing. You're not, you listen, there's no vacation from Christianity. <laughs> you're either a Christian or you're not. And the call of Christianity is not if you're a Christian, go to church on Sundays. It's if you're a Christian, follow me. And so you're like, well, where, where are we going? You're going towards the broken. The, the, the issue of the American church is we only see Jesus going towards churches and meeting in altars, but Jesus is among the broken. He's among the poor. He's among the hurting. He's among all the people that we say, no, 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 that's an inconvenience. So they go to Jesus and they say, what do we got to do? Love the Lord God with all your heart, all your soul. And then. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then one guy stands up and he says, well, who is my neighbor? And now Jesus is about to change the whole game. Are you okay? Because Jesus goes into a parable and he begins to tell a parable. And he says, there was a man walking along a road and as he was walking along the road, he was beaten and they stripped him. He was broken on the side of the road and he needed help. And I need you to see that these are the ones that Jesus is calling you to not the pastor not the staff of this church not the leaders you say me me as we're walking along the path of life and as we're going about our business what has he called you to do to cleanse the leper heal the sick raise the dead release He said the kingdom of heaven is near if the kingdom of heaven is inside of you all you have to do is release it and so as we go, right, there's a man who was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho, which was a dangerous road, and he was attacked. He was beaten, and he was left for dead. I'm going to read it in my Bibles. But, but by chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed on the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant, some Bibles may say a Levite, it was someone who served in this it was someone who served under the priest, walked over and looked at him lying there, but also passed him by. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, you see, here's the here's the breakthrough. You got to see somebody to be able to become the solution. You have to see them. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine, and he bandaged them. And he put the man on his own donkey and took him out to the inn, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two pieces of silver, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bills runs higher than this, I'll pay you next time I'm here. Then he asked him, Now, which of the three would you go and say was a neighbor to the man by the band that was attacked by the bandits? Jesus as the one who showed him mercy what's the point I have a very simple point today and here's what I think I think that we have been conditioned to not get into people's messes some of us when we come on Sunday we're like we want to be really really good at hosting the presence and family you think that being family is being best friends with the pastor (laughs) I love you But the only way this family unit works, right? The only way this remains family, and we remain a family pursuing Jesus, is that when we walk by someone who's hurting, who's broken, who's struggling, we insert ourselves in the situation. The reason the priest didn't stop by is because in that time, had he stopped by and that man be bloody or he be or he be dead, it would have made him unclean. You understand? By the, by the law of Moses, they would have made him unclean and unfit to, to minister in the temple, but Jesus is trying to show them a more excellent way. You see this in the life of Jesus. What happens when they throw a naked woman in adultery at Jesus' feet? Who by the law of Moses should have been stoned and killed. That's what, the, that's what the word said. He drew a line and he stooped down. What did he do? He got into her mess. Are you alive? He got into her mess. And I wonder in the church today, bro, just be honest with yourself, what side of the line are you on? Many of us have many opinions on what's going on in the world, but listen, what we need is less opinions. I did not know that I had so many theologians and doctors on my newsfeed on Facebook. It's amazing. Politicians, theologians, and medical people. Wow. What we need are people that would go into the issue with divine solution. You're like, well, I don't have all the answers. You don't need answers. You need Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has all the answers you need. That's why he came and he sued them with what? Oil. What does oil represent? Spirit. He clothed them with spirit, oil, wine, blood. The blood and the spirit are enough to cover a multitude of sins. It's enough to cover and to bring healing. And so a Levite walks by, and a Levite was a person who did all of the duties in the temple all of the duties, all of the things that made it work, yet he passed them by because he was too busy with his own agenda to stop. Are you, are you getting this? Because last week when I was talking about the bride, you were like, yes, but now we're talking about getting messy, and you're like, I don't know about that, bro, I'm busy. But what I'm, what I'm believing for this body for you is that as you follow the Lord and as you love him, That as you love Him, it would lead you to Iqbalo, to be thrust forth into the harvest field, knowing that it doesn't have to take you preaching a sermon. It doesn't have to take a prophetic word. All you have to do is go. All you have to do is go and insert yourself and allow God to use you. Sometimes it can look like food. Sometimes it can look like money. Sometimes it can look like encouraging a girl in a tattoo shop that feels broken. But if all we have is our own little Christian bubble, our for it no more, and we don't come into contact with these broken people, we're living a halfway gospel. And the quickest way, listen, I need you to hear this. The quickest way for us to lose what we have here is to follow one part of the commandment but forsake the other. That's why we continually talk about a men's home and making a home for addicts that's why we try to go to the streets to outreach because if we don't do the second part of the great commission the great commandment we miss what god is doing so for a long time how many of you know Stephen? Stephen, the, the flag the, the shofar that guy the beard all of it he's all of it we've been talking can i share a testimony because i love this we were talking last week and and um he comes early in the morning. And he, he prepares the house, a lot of people do, but he's, he's here. And we always talk about what God is doing, and, and, and we believe, I don't know about you, but we believe that God still heals the sick. We believe he still moves on people. We believe that repentance is still real, and so is holiness. We believe the whole Bible, all of it. And so we were having a conversation, and that night he was going to, to a prayer session. How many of you remember time and time when we say, listen, God is going to move in living rooms? You remember this? circles and not rows if what happens in rows doesn't lead you to a circle don't get mad when you're missing out on all that god is doing and so he went to to a group that night actually from from the way we're connected with the way and um and he was there in in the living room and they were ministering to the lord and as he did there was there was a group of people and and they were the misfits why do i love the story of the good samaritan it's because the hero of the story was a misfit only jesus takes the person that everybody in culture ostracized and he says he's the hero of the story and that should be encouraging for you today man because a lot of us we see ourselves on the outside of what god is doing but god is about to position you to become the hero of the story he wants to use you and you don't see yourself as pastor so-and-so or prophet so-and-so it doesn't matter he's looking for those that are willing to see people so he's in a living room man and as he's in the living room they're ministering to the lord and they're worshiping and the Lord speaks to him, and he sees, he sees a man. Was it a man with on oxygen? He saw a man. Oh, no, there was a guy eating pizza. <laughs> I love that. There was a guy eating pizza. When you're paying attention, God can speak to you anyway. As he's eating pizza, the Lord says to Stephen, feed my sheep. John 21. You remember this story where, where he's asking Peter, do you love me? And he says, yes, I love you. And the next response is, feed my sheep. It's as if like, hey, if you really love me, then you will feed my sheep. It was the restoration that was happening after the betrayal of Jesus. It's a beautiful, I'll preach on another day. So the Lord speaks that to him. And as he speaks it to him, the Lord begins to move into the room. And as he moves into the room, there was a person with an oxygen tank. And we've always talked about ministering and healing, and he had not yet seen that. And I love that the first time God used him to lay hands on the sick and heal was not in his body because some of you have to go outside of this body to see some of the things you're believing for what's inside has to go outside and so he prays a prayer like super simple it wasn't like thou shalt it was like simple prayer as the lord led him and he began to worship there was no jumping up and down there wasn't tinglies. it was like he just obeyed the power of obedience Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice it's the currency of heaven what's the currency of heaven? obedience yes. it releases to you everything that God has for you come on, come on. so he begins to worship and as he begins to worship he looks around and he sees the person that had an oxygen mask on no longer has oxygen on so he goes and talks to them and he said well what happened he said, well the Lord healed me like, I don't have any issues anymore. And that's amazing. That's, that's a good part of the story, right? Like, God used him. Y'all are still so conditioned. God healed someone who was once on oxygen. If it was you, you'd be jumping and shouting. He healed someone who was on, walked in on oxygen with a tank and left without the tank. Let's not treat it as common. And so then he begins to worship. And as he begins to worship, there's somebody playing the, the, uh, the cajon. And he's playing with his hands and the Lord tells Stephen, I've anointed his hands, but his hands are dirty. That's a tough word. You go give that prophetic word. <laughs> so he brings, it was a youth kid, brings him to the side and speaks to him. He says, hey man, this is what the Lord said to me. Have you been involved in pornography? And now there's a group of youth. So he goes from healing. I just want to see the, you to see the multifacets of God because he's just as interested in healing the sick as he is in restoring someone who's walking in sin. And in one moment, they're playing the cajon and doing their thing. And the next, they're weeping before the Lord, repenting a group of young people who had been involved and in bondage. Pornography is bondage. It's bondage. I don't know if you know that it is bondage. And now they're being set free and speaking in tongues and praise in the, in, baptized by the Spirit. Now I want to tell you this because I've been rocking with Stephen for a long time. He's normal. I don't know how normal he's. None of us are normal. If you're here, you're not normal. But what I'm saying is, God can use you in the same exact way. It's gonna be listen. It's gonna be inconvenient. I'm gonna tell you something. It's gonna cost you money. It's gonna be hard. But I don't know when or where 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 we got this thing in the gospel that everything was gonna be easy. I don't know where we got it. Like, I don't know when we got it that it, we were just going to come to church and I was going to speak a motiva- motivational message and we're like, oh, that was so good. I'm so good. The longer we go, the, the more you realize that the songs are no longer about you. They're no longer about you. And that sermons as the Holy Spirit is leading us, they're cutting us deep. I'm not preaching nothing that I'm not convicted about. You know what's crazy? That night when we were at that tattoo shop, the girl had 11-11 tattooed on her neck. Right here, and I've been running to into the number eleven eleven since 2013. I know it happens twice a day, but I happen to look at the clock every time. It's everywhere eleven eleven, and I had left the room because I'm like I'm on vacation. Just can we be honest? I'm on vacation, don't got time for the Holy Spirit thing in the tattoo parlor. And when I came back, I heard them talking about the whole abortion thing, and I was like, wow, I missed a moment. That's how quickly it happens when we're inconvenienced by our own, well, by our own agendas and our own things, and what I'm praying for us, especially those of us, how many of you believe in God for more? Good, at least half. That as we're believing God for more, we would, we would understand that more is entrusted to those who steward what they have. Not those who, who live a life holding on to bitterness and offense, Hello? but those that give themselves, and would be quick to forgive, and would be willing to say, God, when you speak, I will listen. I'm not gonna be the priest that's so caught up with my religiosity. I'm not gonna be the Levite that's so caught up with my agenda, but when I see somebody walking alongside the road, I will be the one who stops. And if it costs me money, if it costs me time, if I gotta walk so they can get on my donkey, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to see wholeness come to that person I know it's not I know it's not a hoorah word but if a few of you get it it'll change your life because the more you make the listen the less you make your life about you the more Jesus you'll receive you can have as much of Jesus as you want but you cannot love him and love yourself you love him and then you love yourself I want to stand I am standing I'm going to ask you to stand You're like he is standing. Here's what I'm gonna pray over us today. Why don't we just close our eyes for a second? Just be still. Just hear that come on the harvest is plenty but the workers are few and we need every player in the game because Jesus is coming soon so father right now I pray every single person, Lord, in this room, that you would give us a heart for the lost, Lord, that we would not be able to walk past the broken and the hurting, but that we would see, give us eyes to see, give us ears to hear. Father, I ask that our hearts would not become so hard that we would would not feel your conviction as you're leading us. Man, I just feel like the Spirit wants to rest on some people right now almost like a, like a like an affirmation that he's here oh, Jesus. just open up your heart for just a moment
1: Just a wonder. Everything changes. I'm captivated. John
0: give the opportunity for us as a body if anybody needs to repent we're like from what I'm no sin in my life that's great but, but what I feel that we need to turn from that's all repentance is to turn like to change your mind about a situation is about making our lives about us maybe you don't feel that way but I, but I think there are people who do we've made our lives all about building for us even our ministries all about us, our bank account's all about us and I feel that like God wants to turn hearts this morning so if that's you, I, I just want to pray, you know what I want you to be bold and I just want <laughs> I just want you to be honest and say that's me and I want to pray like my life hasn't been about the lost this is what it's going to take so if that's you would you just raise a hand, who else it's just going to take honesty Who else? We're going to pray. Listen, we're going to pray. Keep your hand up for a second. We're going to pray. I want you to find somebody. If you feel that, it's okay. This is not a shame thing at all. Listen, go find somebody. Where are my leaders at? Go find somebody. Put a hand. Yeah, bro, please. I want to pray. Who else? Yeah, right here. Jesus you are holy and father I thank you I thank you God that you are turning hearts That all of the things that are pulling us away that are occupying our attention God things help us to realize they are just things and give us a heart for your work give us a heart for your kingdom God give us a heart God for those that are hurting and broken Father, help us to not just walk and pass by people, Lord. That we would feel, Lord, that we would feel your heart for people. I ask that right now. (laughs) Lord, give us your heart for people. That we would see them the way you see them, God. God, that we would hear what heaven is saying over them. The addicts, the broken, those, God, who are struggling and in their bondage. God, I ask right now. That you would speak life over them, we repent, we turn from us and us and us, God. And I ask right now, God, that your Spirit would awaken us when I hear that. Awake, awake, O oh sleeper! What was once slumbering and going about life will now have life and life abundance. So I speak John ten ten over you. That you would have life in abundance and that you would realize that abundance is not things, it's presence. We release grace over you. Grace and peace and mercy. Man, I feel that. Every weight, God, we rebuke it right now in Jesus' name. The weight that so easily entangles us and keeps us bondage, we release it right now. We surrender it. We don't say, we don't say, take it away, God. We yield it. We surrender it. We give it as an offering. And Father, I ask that you, you would become the principal thing. There were some of you that your heart burned that way. And you feel like it's straight and God is saying, I'm restoring. It's a restoration. you thinking that you used to burn or be passionate in a certain way, but it won't be that way. It's a lie. The Lord says, I have more for you. I have more for you. for a few moments. We don't have to rush this. No words have to be said. Just let him touch you. Like Amy said, I just let it happen. off. man, I feel like God is saying to us I don't know if it's one or two that that we have to stop comparing ourselves like comparison has to die man, I feel that so strong your job is not to compare your walk with anybody else's walk there's grace for your race and it's, it's, it's more than just a rhyme Father, every person right now that is caught in the bondage of comparison or not feeling like a good enough Christian that has weighed you down, we just speak peace and grace over them right now. Man, it may not be for you, but it's for someone. He's he's freeing you. Man, I just like 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 running in a field, striding. Oh, we give you.